0: Good morning, Harbor City Church. I'm Stephen Cooper, the pastor, uh, and I want to just say happy Mother's Day to all of you, to moms that are out there, and um, and a special shout-out today to Kitty Burley. Uh, Kitty is a mom and a sister to so many of us in our church, and today is her birthday. And so happy birthday, Kitty. Um, sad that we can't be with you today, but y'all show her some love uh, today through social media. So... I've got a special message today for our moms, but I think you're all going to see that even if you're not a mom or your mom's situation is not ideal, that this message is really going to come and encourage you today. Uh, Most moms in general, they deserve honor and appreciation and respect. Most moms deserve a day that we all remember to give them a whole lot of whatever it is that they want. That's what Mother's Day is all about. And I want to encourage you today, moms. I want to encourage you with the word of God. And then I want to encourage the rest of us to encourage our moms. And this is going to be powerful, like I said, not just for our moms, but for all of us, because uh, most of us have relationships, even if we're not moms, most of us have relationships where we act as a mother figure in the relationship. Um, And so this message applies to all of us. We're going to see Today, that there's something that God and moms have in common. And I think that you're going to find that in those relationships where you can relate, uh, that you're also going to find that, that God and you can connect in this special way. I think motherhood provides some of the absolute best times that this life has to offer. Um, but at the same time, motherhood can be really, really hard. Being a mom can be one of the most difficult roles in all of life. Uh, The most famous mom in the Bible is Mary, the mother of Jesus. Uh, And Mary was unbelievably blessed to be able to bear and raise the Messiah. I mean, the savior of the world. She was his mom. I mean, it was the envy of every Jewish girl in the ancient world. But from the beginning, from the beginning of Mary's experience as the mother of Jesus... It was clear to Mary that bearing Jesus would mean tremendous suffering. So I want to share with you from Luke chapter 2, verses 34 and 35. It says this And Simeon blessed them, that's Mary and Joseph, and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed. Verse 35. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And so from the beginning, Mary knew that bearing the Savior would bring great suffering and hardship. And this is the reality for all moms. Being a mom is really hard. Um, Mothering is heart piercing. Mothering is heart piercing. And I want to tell you today on this Mother's Day that God knows the piercing of the heart. He understands this heart piercing reality that mothers deal with. God knows what it feels like to be treated like a mom. And I just want to share with you a few verses. God, in the Old Testament, did amazing things for his people. God rescued Israel from the world's superpower at the time, who, uh, the superpower that had enslaved them for 400 years in Egypt. God rescued them from that. God saved them in this unbelievably dramatic and miraculous way. And then God adopted Israel to be his children. And then here's how his people responded. In Exodus 14, verses 11 and 12, the people of Israel said, is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you've taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us in bringing us up out of Egypt? Is not this what we said to you in Egypt? Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. Moms, have you ever had to face ingratitude from your children? God gets it. God knows what it's like to be treated that way. In Exodus 17 verse 3, the people thirsted there for water and the people grumbled. Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? Mom, grumbling and complaining? Why did you do this, Mom? Did you want to kill us? Mom, what's wrong with you, right? The kind of complaining, God gets it. In Numbers 11, verses four through six, it says, now the rabble that was among them had a strong craving. And the people of Israel also wept again and said, oh, that we had meat to eat. Verse five, We remember the fish we ate in Egypt that cost nothing, the cucumbers and the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic. But now our strength is dried up, and there is nothing at all but this manna to look at. Moms and anyone in a relationship like this, God knows what it's like to deal with ungrateful children and adults, when you get none of the credit and all of the blame, God knows what that's like. God knows what it's like to feel frustrated. God knows what it's like to feel beat up by people that always complain, who are never satisfied, and rarely appreciate anything that you do. And God says to you, I see you. I understand your pain. And I celebrate you for your sacrificial love. This is the heart of God for you. And it's not just the God of the Old Testament, but Jesus gets this too. In Matthew 15, verses 15 and 16, it says this, but Peter said to him, Jesus, explain the parable to us. And Jesus said, are you also still without understanding? Moms with kids ever get frustrated because you have to explain something that they should have understood already? Do I have to explain this again? Jesus gets it. In Luke 13, verse 34, Jesus said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it, How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing? You have children who won't follow God? Jesus gets it, he understands. In John 12, verse 37. It just says this, though he, Jesus, had done so many signs before them, they still did not believe in him. So that no matter how much Jesus did, it was never enough. In Matthew eleven seventeen, this last verse, um, it says this, we played the flute for you and you did not dance. We sang a dirge and you did not mourn. What does this mean? Well, Jesus is saying, look, when I celebrated with you, you didn't want to celebrate. And when I was sad with you, you didn't want to mourn. Point is, nothing that I do is good enough. Nothing that I do is right. You just don't like anything that I have to offer. Moms, Jesus wasn't the problem. And sometimes you're not the problem. Sometimes it's not you. And Jesus gets it, and Jesus is with you. I mean, no one understood how much Jesus was doing for them. Jesus was misunderstood. He was mistreated. He was taken for granted. His family thought that he was out of his mind. People disobeyed his explicit instructions. And so that in your struggles... When you go to him, Jesus often wants to say to you, I know, I get it, it's hard. And so you can commune with a God who spends a lot of time not being honored the way he deserves. The way that God's treated in the Old Testament, the way that Jesus is treated in the New Testament is similar to how often moms get treated today. Friends motherhood is heart piercing. And unfortunately, like this seems this is the calling for parents. But when it's hard, God is with you. And it's it's not hard because you're necessarily doing it wrong. It's hard because mothering is fraught with difficulty. Being responsible for someone else to the point that you are affected personally by what they do. Like that is just a reality that's punishing. And even if your child was perfect, Mary would tell you that mothering is full of suffering, that is heart piercing. So I want to just share with you a, a story of of Mary Beth and Jake Howard. Um, This is them. And and back in March, uh, Mary Beth shared um, this on Instagram. She was 38 weeks pregnant. She said this, pregnant in a pandemic. What a difficult time for our world. I began to feel the weight of this as I feel the weight of my own growing child in my belly. And I think, What does this mean for me, 38 weeks pregnant? What does this mean for my unborn baby? And I sink into self, drifting farther and farther down. What I had pictured was now impossible. Will my mom and dad even be able to come? Will there be enough healthy nurses to deliver my baby? Will my husband be well and even be able to go with me? As I can feel my baby get lower and lower, my joy descends along. With him or her. But today, through the power of the Holy Spirit and through God's Word, my joy lifted and hope was renewed. I thought of Jesus' mother, Mary. I'm sure giving birth to the Son of God in a muddy, smelly, unsanitary shed was not in her birth plan. I bet she hoped to have a bed and a midwife and the ultimate best for the birth of her son. And yet, despite her lack, she gave birth to a beautiful boy, the Son of God. And from this dirty and messy barn came the most joyful and celebrated birth in history. Mary had the Son of God in a shed with joy. And so I can have joy delivering my baby even in the midst of a pandemic and uncertainty so good so rich now weeks later bennett jacob howard was born and i checked in with mary beth this week uh, on what the delivery was like what the first month of momming was like and this is what she told me she said going through suffering in this time has made me reflect far more on how god is so faithful He safely and sweetly brought both me and Bennett through the delivery and recovery process. I look in wonder and awe that in the midst of Jesus's immense suffering, his eyes were always on the Father. I thank God that when my eyes lose focus, his never do. I am selfish and the lack of sleep and the fear of illness can bring that out even more in me. But praise be to the Lord that there is forgiveness at the foot of the cross along with protection and grace in the muck and mire of trials and suffering. He is faithful even when we are not. Moms, um, pain in childbearing, it's not finished with the pain of delivery. It seems to me that that's just the beginning of the pain of childbearing. And God understands this, and God is with you. He is guiding you to come to him in the midst of all of the subsequent pain. I've had to tell moms, look, your child will never understand how much you have suffered for them. Your child will never understand how hard this is for you. And this is a heart-piercing aspect of God's design because your children need to live their lives, not yours. But it is still unbelievably painful. It is still so painful. You need community around you. And you need a God who sees and understands. And so, what promises from God come to moms and to all who mom others? Like, I'm bringing this up, and I know it's heavy. It's Mother's Day. We want to celebrate mothers, but I just, I also wanted to be real, but also I want to show you the promise that comes from God. There was a promise uh, that we see in Scripture. Um, Think about Jesus. Think about Jesus and all that he had to endure when he was in this life, all of his suffering. Because Jesus was willing to say yes to not being honored. Because Jesus is willing to take the pain that was given to him, to take the grumbling, to take the complaining, to take the bitterness, to take the blame that others were putting on him falsely and wrongly because Jesus was willing to take that and respond with love and understanding and patience and forgiveness and service. In the midst of being unappreciated, God gave him something that moms, he wants to give you. In Philippians 2, verses 5 through 11, it says this, "'Have this mind among yourselves.'" Which is yours in Christ Jesus? That means Jesus gives you this mind so that you can think the way that Jesus did. Verse 6, who, though he was in the form of God, did not uh, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. That means that Jesus didn't exploit his equality with God for his own advantage. But emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Do you realize what this passage is saying? Um, I told you about God's experience in the Old Testament and Jesus' experience in the New Testament so that you would know that he really understands what it's like to be treated in these ways. That he wants you to know that he is with you when you hurt but I also told you about them, specifically about Jesus and how Jesus responded with love and patience and understanding and forgiveness. And I told you about this because this passage shows the promise of God to everyone who lives this way. Because of Jesus's sacrificial response, because of Jesus' patience, because of Jesus' long-suffering, because of Jesus' endurance, because of his willingness to continue to love and to give and to give and to give and to to accommodate and to understand and to reach out again and again and again. Because of what Jesus did, God gave him a name that is above every other name. God saw Jesus' life. And verse 9 says, therefore, God has highly exalted him. That means that God has raised Jesus to be at the top of the entire universe. That God has put Jesus, this kind of patient, sacrificial, understanding and forgiving love, God has put this at the top of the universe. And God exalts the one who embodies this. God exalts the ones who embody this over everyone else because God wants everyone else in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. God wants everyone else to follow this. In the world that God is building, this is honor. This is glory. This is power. This is wisdom. And to live this way is blessing. Moms, this is what is waiting for you. Every time you respond to the suffering and the soul, the heart-piercing reality of motherhood, and you love, and you forgive, and you're patient, And your understanding. God sees it, and God is going to exalt you. It is this kind of a life that moves people. It's this kind of life that changes the world. There is blessing for you. You have the smile of God on your life, you have the blessing of God on you, you have God celebrating you when you make these sorts of sacrifices. He honors you in this life. Right now, God is wanting to honor you for every single time you've done this and no one else has seen it. God has seen it every time and he honors you now. as his daughter. He is so proud of you. Carrying the weight of other people's hurt. Carrying what they have done to you and then responding with love. Responding with forgiveness. There is nothing more honoring than this. And God will honor you in this life and he will exalt you in the life to come. And he will bless you beyond measure. This is the joy that comes. And listen, I know that you're not perfect. I know that God knows, God knows that too. Um, sometimes the heart-piercing pain is too much. Sometimes, many times, you fail to respond with the patient understanding, forgiving, sacrificial love of Jesus. Sometimes you lash out and you sin. Sometimes the pain is just too much and we react in anger, in aggression, in passive aggression. Sometimes we just give up, say, I've had it, I'm done. In these moments, Jesus isn't just the one who understands how hard it is. He's not just an understanding friend. But in these moments, Jesus is the Savior. Jesus is your Savior, He understands the heart-piercing reality of mothering. But Jesus also experienced the heart-piercing reality of a spear in his side. It wasn't just his heart, but Jesus' hands and his feet were pierced for every one of your sins. And so... It's not just that Jesus is an example that we can follow and an empowering presence, but Jesus did all that for you when you fail because he loves you and he's never going to let you go and he honors you. Dads, can I talk to you for a second? Dads, Can your life in some ways help the mom in your life, the mom in your family, to understand that this is true? Can your life in some way highlight the way that God honors her? Can you honor her? Can you thank her? Can you show her what she may, maybe can't see for herself? Could you live in a way so that the mother in your family would know that this is how God feels about her? Practically speaking, I mean, can you work with them to give them some form of Sabbath once a week, even if it's just a couple of hours on a Sunday afternoon? Commit yourself to making sure that there is at least someone in her life that reminds her of how God sees how special she is, and so do you. And then kids, if you're tuned in, if you're not, I don't know, but like kids, if you're listening, Is there any way that you can see the good stuff in mom and tell her that you love her for it? Could you honor her, not just today, but especially today? But could you make a commitment that at least once a day, you're gonna honor and appreciate her because of who she is and what she does for you? Man, if we do this, dads, kids, We can participate this. These acts from you will encourage them and they'll offer worship to our God. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for understanding and for caring. Jesus, thank you for being not just the example, but being the Savior. We are humbled and we confess that we just haven't seen moms like this. We haven't seen our moms when they act like this. We haven't seen it in this glorious way that it's an image of you, that it shows your love to us. Please forgive us and renew in our hearts and minds. Give us the lenses to be able to see our moms and the moms in our families like this. And help us to show our appreciation. And God, there are so many, even in our own church family, that maybe aren't biological moms, but uh, but they act like moms. They do momming all the time. Caring for children that aren't theirs biologically, but are connected to them with love. They've drawn the circle of love, of family love around them. We just pray that you would help them to receive this honor as well. And in all this, God, I am forever amazed that as we think about the best of what mothers are and the most amazing elements of mothering, that it's really a doorway to see your glory. It's a window to be able to see how amazing you are. And so bless our moms today, God. Honor them and let them feel your pleasure and your smile. And in all of this, God, as we celebrate our moms and we see you as the image, um, or as we see you being imaged through our moms, I pray that there are for people that are connected to us, that are tuning in online, if they don't know you, that they would see how amazing you are and they would bow their knee. Lead them to give you their life. That they would follow you and find you to be a heavenly father who is this amazing. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.